Hi, and welcome back to the Pleasing God Podcast, a weekly show focused on helping Christians to think biblically, engage practically, and live faithfully for the glory of God. I'm your host, Jonathan Soul, and today I have a special guest with me, Pastor Soul. Well, it's so good to be here with you, Pastor Soul. Yeah, well, um, for those that don't know, Jim Soul is my dad. Uh, he's my pastor. We labor together in, in the church, and uh, it's a wonderful experience, opportunity uh, to co-labor in gospel ministry with family. So I'm a second-generation pastor, and um, a lot of what I've learned and grown throughout the years has come through through observation, um, hands-on, hands-off, and just growing up in a pastor's home and just the whole package. And so um, it's great, Dad, to have you here and to record an episode with you. Well, I'm certainly glad to be here. And the topic that we are going uh, to discuss uh, is very dear to our hearts, both of us, as we both fill the role of father. Yes, right. So uh, I thought on this subject of honor your father and mother, it would be fitting to be able to have a conversation with you about living out this command and why it's important. And so, you know, in Exodus chapter 20, the Lord God gives Moses the Ten Commandments. And one of the commands that he gives is that you shall honor your father and mother. And then attached to that command is a, is the promise. And Paul makes this clear. He's like, this is the first command with a promise, is that your days may be long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And... As I think about that command to honor your father and mother, it t- it takes on so many different uh, aspects. Uh, whether you know when you're when you're a little kid, respecting obedience, things like that. As you as you get older, through the different ages and stages of life, obedience to this command looks different, right? And I'm kind of on one side of things. Um, one as a, a father with, with with little children, but also a son to a father. But you're also at this stage of life, you are working through and and and, and obeying this command too, as you're caring for your father who's 88 years old. And um, so, I kind of want to. You know, throw the conversation to that. Maybe we can work from the later stages down. Um, I think you're right. I, th- I think when you look at uh, early fatherhood, um, w- number one, we don't know what we're doing. Uh, you know, there's no school. You can read all the books. There is something to be said about the school of life and evolving in your fatherhood. And like you said, and since you're living it now uh, with young feet uh, running around your home, it's different than the the phase that I'm in now. And I think when you look at the evolution of fatherhood through life, one thing you get uh, clear is you wish you could go back and do a whole lot of things different. But that's for the grace of God. We're able to uh, uh, to evolve, as I mentioned, as fathers. And I've seen in my own life that that command is is challenging as are all commands. But in this context, uh, because of the promise and because I think that it's such a need in our nation, we are seeing the disintegration and the death of the family. 
and a lot of it is because of, of uh, poor fathers. And, and maybe that's too uh, too simplistic, but we have uh, fractured homes, and where's the men? Where's the fathers? And so the church needs to take this command very seriously and do a good job of equipping men to be good fathers, uh, which also means, uh, and first and foremost, they should be good husbands. Uh, so all of those go hand in hand. But yes, we should talk about uh, fatherhood from the back end back to uh, uh, little ones. Yeah, and and thinking in terms of as uh, God you know, through Moses delivers these commands, the the directive is for really for the the one who who has a father as well. Um, he doesn't say what he doesn't say is honor your father and mother if they do a good job. Or honor your father and mother if you agree with them. Or honor your father and mother so that they'll give you whatever you want or something like that. And it really is driving at this is, and I think you're nailing it when you talk about disintegration of the home, uh, rebellious children, um, insubordination, all those kind of things. And so we can look at it on on command as this is what you are to do. So it pro, it's a prohibition against disrespect, dishonor, disobedience uh, from children to parents. But on a positive side, you know, as a kind of where you are right now, uh, you have the opportunity. God has given you this opportunity to to model living out this command with your father as he as he lives with you. Um, and you don't have to give all the details, but what are some ways in your thinking and then in doing? Since you went down to West Virginia, you you brought your dad back, and I'm certain that you are you are compelled by this command as you as you as you think about y- your dad and obeying this command because it also what Paul doesn't say is honor your father and mother so long as you live under their roof right like it, there isn't an expiration date on this command so what are some ways in which you as the child still you know in your sixties are living it out so that maybe listeners who might be in a similar situation or coming up to a similar situation can learn from some of what you are actually able to do right now with your yeah, dad? Yes, so it's a great question, Jonathan. I think that um, when, you, when you're growing up, and I grew up in a non-Christian home, but I grew up in a, in a very moral home and with good parents. Uh, my dad was kind of the silent breadwinner, and my mother was the disciplinarian, and she was the one that uh, kind of ran everything. And and so I uh, I had a father who wasn't vocal, but he was active uh, in the family. Um, and one thing that I think transcends all uh, areas, or I should say all phases of fatherhood, is respect for authority. And, uh, and when I was growing up, uh, I was ingrained with respect for authority. And, and, and that really permeated the home. I wasn't the perfect uh, child, but I certainly had respect for my, my folks. And that uh, has to be one of the fundamental attitudes that you have towards uh, fathers. Yeah. And so, so kind of like a, a, in a moral, in a moral way, uh, this, this moral obedience to this command uh, by, by that ingrained respect. And so that's kind of carried you through. Um, and, and, and to where now, as you are still living out this honoring of your father, right? Um, and what are some practical things that you are having to do? Yes. Right? That, that you, you know, that right now at this stage of your life, as you, because he's, 
he's not able right now to to fully care for himself. That is correct. And uh, so just in context with it, you know, he had emergency uh, colon cancer surgery and he needed to uh, to rehab. And so we brought him to Rhode Island. He's been living with us now for 10 months. Uh, and so we have been um, the caretaker uh, in, in so many ways uh, that his independence is limited. Uh, and so what we have we had to do, we've had to really understand what servanthood is. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. servanthood uh, is never convenient. Uh, and I think in Tennessee, uh, we look at servanthood in the church as if it fits into my schedule. And so we've had to see that, uh, that that's out the window, that when he came up here with us deeply... Uh, um, deeply sick, and thus he needed this care, uh, we had to assume a servant role. So I had to see my father uh, from the lens of n- I. he needed me when growing up, I needed him. Yeah, so yeah, that exactly. shifted. Yeah, that's and then, great. And there was another thing that uh, uh, that is important about this command is you, we need to understand, and you hit it on uh, various uh, good points, is this command, if if you're going to honor your father, it first has to be seen as you're honoring your God, mm. is that you're honoring mm. the Lord, and that if you don't do that, you won't be sustained with the proper attitude in your servanthood, is if it's all horizontal, uh, then you're going to get tired, and you're going to say things you shouldn't say to an 88-year-old man who is who is uh, physically suffering and feels somewhat uh, shamed that he has to be dependent on his son. So we've had to maintain the reality is that Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. And so this becomes the motivator and the sustainer is that my relationship with the Lord Jesus is contingent upon how I obey that command, not only in action, but also in attitude. Wow, that's really good. And, and you know, just to kind of bring that as a connection, in honoring your father, you're honoring God. And caring for your father in this way, it's it's obedience to God, and that's what's pleasing to God. And so in dishonoring, if you were to, you know, not care for your father because this is the age, stage, and time of life when you are able to. Some people just can't physically care for sure. aging parents, and, and so I wouldn't want to like shame sure. them. That's right. Um, but because you you can, you should. And there'd be dishonoring to to not, to just kind of ship them off somewhere. And you know, that's that's disobedience to the command because when we think about these commands of God, they're not just oh, because they're the Ten Commandments binding to Israel in the Old Testament. No, I mean Paul, this is one that Paul brings right back in, in Ephesians 6, and he he equates honor with obedience. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, Ephesians 6, 1. Honor your father and mother, that it may go well with you in the land. So Paul's like, hey, this this command is continual. This yeah, is, this is fulfilling it, the law of Christ. it's not selective, and I think that at times... Uh, uh, and I'll be honest with you, there's been times that we wish it was selective, is that we'd like to have some time off. We'd like to uh, to be able, but we we understand that this is sovereignly our privilege right now, our responsibility, and that it rules the day when we, un- when we know that it's pleasing to the Lord that we take care of my Father. And it's also given opportunities, though, to invest in Him. 
uh, in the relationship, is to be able to share spiritual things with him, to be able to enter into where he's at in life and talk about death and to talk about um, you know the afterlife and to talk about uh, how I was raised and to affirm him and his fatherhood because you want to finish well. Everyone yeah. wants to finish well, yeah. and I want him to finish well, which means that when we're taking care of him and he feels like he's a burden, and we tell him, you're not a burden, you're a blessing. And so... We need to be able to honor our fathers throughout life by affirming them. They're not perfect. There's only one, uh, yet mm. yet we have to affirm them because I believe deep down inside, every father wants to do well. Uh, they want to do well, and, and for whatever reason, uh, but as Christians, we have no excuse. We have the ability and the power uh, to be what we need to be. And I think an important part of this, too, is, is fathers— uh, we need to model for those watching us, you know, even a, a, a resemblance of the Heavenly Father. Because there's a lot of poor fathers that give Christian children bad examples, and they equate that to the Heavenly Father. And yeah. So it's important that we, we try to give them the real deal as much as we can. Yeah, that's an interesting perspective that I didn't think about in this command, because, you know, it's it's geared towards uh, the focus is on the children and, and their their level of respect and honor towards the authority, the the one above them, their their parents. But we could say, hey, fathers, hey, dads, don't make this hard. You know, I mean, Paul does tell the um, the uh, the fathers. He addresses them specifically. He doesn't say this to mothers, which is interesting. But he says to fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And I think it's interesting that he would he would say that to the fathers. I don't know. Maybe the tendency would be that uh, fathers might push back a little more. They might be a little harder. Where where mom is a bit more of the nurturer. Understandable. But in a sense, when you think about the Ephesians command, Paul's Paul's basically saying, like, show yourself honorable, men. It's already to be hard enough. Submission is hard, but don't make it any harder. Be honorable, and so that your your children, you're not the problem. But the latter stages, care. It is selfless. When I was listening to you talk, and you know, your dad, my, my pappy, you know, struggling with like, hey, son, I'm a burden to you, and, the, and you, we want to totally affirm, like, you're not a burden. Um, it's my privilege. It's my I'm commanded to, but it's my delight to be able to to remember you cared for me all those years. You kept me alive. You know, uh, you provided for me. Um, you know, and if if somebody listening is kind of in that stage where they're caring for uh, aging parents, uh, just think about where you would be if they didn't exist. Because you don't exist without them. That's a very good point. And, uh, you know, I, I constantly tell my dad as we go back memory lane, uh, we did last night at dinner. And we yeah. just talk about all the things. I mean, he was, uh, he was my baseball coach from uh, T-ball all the way up. Uh, my biggest uh, critic and my biggest helper, he invested in us, uh, fishing, camping, all those type of things. And so I want to uh, let him know how much I value the home that I had because he lives. Uh, he lives in memories. Uh, he with my mom, his wife, uh, gone now twelve years. He is. Uh, he's living in memories, and I want him to look back, uh, or not with regret. You know, we all can do that to a certain extent, but I want him to look back and realize that hey, a large part of what I am, apart from the grace of God, is the fact that he instilled a work ethic in me. Uh, he instilled the. Uh, uh, 
that let your uh, let your handshake be your contract, yeah. keep your word. Uh, and so there was a generation there uh, that he was a part of, uh, the back end of it, that uh, that really stressed character, really stressed uh, integrity. And certainly, um, we weren't a Christian home, but I would argue that there was there was morals that laid the foundation of right and wrong, respect for authority. And, and proper fear for authority and work ethic that it matters, that when you do a job, do it well. And, mm. and he, I got that from him. And I think being able to affirm these things to him in his latter years uh, is a good way for him to finish. Yeah, and I, and I think it just continues with the command of, of honoring as, as you reflect upon um, you know, his impact on your life and really the trickle-down effect as uh, the impact that he's had on your life has also touched on on my life because the things that were important to you in your development it, and it's just natural when it comes to parenting we we take those things and and we pass them on like hey this meant a lot to me growing up I'm you know and you have positive thoughts about that so whether work ethic be a man of your word you, you know all those kind of things that you got from your dad I got from my dad and I'm thankful and so I can trace that back you know, through you to him. And, and you know what? He probably got it from his dad. There's no doubt. I think that when, uh, if I could add one thing about your own spiritual growth and development uh, as a Christian through fatherhood is important. Is it this phase we're in was now been almost 11 months with caretaking. Um, that has been one of the most difficult uh, uh, things we've had to go through. It also has been one of great spiritual growth. Is that when you see uh, what you have to go through, God has a way of taking these refiner, refiner's fires and really uh, forging you and purging out things. For instance, just one virtue is in caring for him, I've had to learn uh, a lot of patience, mm. uh, a lot of patience, and patience in the context where he doesn't hear very well. So be patient, and if you have to repeat something five times, repeat it five times. Sure. Uh, maintain his dignity. Maintain uh, his. He doesn't like the fact he can't hear, and so it frustrates him. So if you have to get close to his ear, get close to his ear. So we've learned that in the honor is also is how to handle his frailties and how to handle when he's grumpy, how to handle uh, when he calls you for the umpteenth time to yeah. come and check on him. So there's a lot to be said. Honor is not just active service. It's also responding when things don't go quite the way you want them by his reactions. Mm, yeah, yeah. And so I think that's all, that's excellent. And it, it's really good to hear that from not just the... The theoretical side of like, hey, this is what we should do when we ever face this situation. But, you know, that you're walking through that and um, you experiencing what this means. and what it get, So it's really a grace of God because God's conforming you to the image of Christ through revealing things that, uh, you know, like patience and stuff as you get this opportunity. And I think all the way back, we walk back to the, to the other side as, you know, me as a father... Uh, to to little ones, you know, one of my things in my life that I, you know I think about is, as was said earlier, is showing myself honorable, um, is being honorable, being a man worthy of honor uh, in the sight of my children. And yeah, I can I, I do command obedience um, insofar as this is what the the Lord has commanded, and and wanting to train my children in that way, and understanding that they're going to fail, they're going to break this command. And I still want to love them through it, 
Um, but I want to train them and what it means to be respectful. And it's, you know, we're talking on the father side, uh, but just briefly want to touch on it. It's honor your father and mother. Absolutely. And I think that uh, just one comment, I, you're doing a good job, you and Kate, with, with the kids. Uh, if I look back, and now that we're looking at the younger stage of fatherhood, if I look back, one thing that uh, I would uh, I would redo is to ensure that your kids see you pursuing Christ. Ensure your kids see you, uh, not for, for show, but uh, you're alone, you're reading your Bible, and you're praying, and your kids see you. Is it uh, model, model Christian character for them? Is it the greatest thing you'll give your marriage and the greatest thing you'll give your kids is your Christ-likeness? And in that context... Uh, let them see because they will get a lot by observation and not just by proclamation. Yeah, that's that's really good, and uh, so much more is you know caught than taught at times. Well, you did mention the command includes your mother. Well, yeah. I can tell you, my mom was the uh, she was the glue that kept things together, and I think that's so true in the Christian home. Is that uh, the mother, the wife? Uh, she is the uh, stabilizing force and actually establishes the tone of the home. Yeah, and I think the the challenge can be like honor your father, and he's the man, the masculine one of the home, and we fail to realize, like you said, the glue is well, mom, oftentimes, and one of the challenge I think for children and uh, young people is that they're so familiar with mom, dad's off at work. Dad's a little more feared. Dad's a little more respected because there's the familiarity with mom. And they've always been with mom. Truth is, familiarity breeds contempt. It just happens. And so we must not leave that out. The, the, the mother is to be respected equally and honored equally as the father. That's a good point. And it has to be, um, they have to see us do that to our wives. They have to see us cherish and nourish mom, their mom. You know, when you're talking about uh, just modeling Christ-likeness and the pursuit of Christ in the home, fathers to, to children, it reminded me of the song of Moses in Exodus 15. They just passed through the Red Sea, and they, uh, they have this great victory, and it's really this, this retelling of the deeds of the, of the glory of God and what he has done for them. And Moses begins to sing this song in 15.1. He says, I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider he has thrown into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God. Here, here it is. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. And Moses, Moses attributed the God that he knew to the God that he saw his father's God. And so we cannot ever downplay the importance of, of children watching their fathers worship, read their Bible, commune with God live in obedience. So Moses was discipled by his father. It was my father's God, I will exalt him. And I just think that's a beautiful picture of the necessity of living, you know, our Christian life out in the home. Because it's who you are at home is who you are. Well, it's a, a matter of uh, making disciples and it begins in the home. Uh, we have a passed down faith yeah. and we're responsible to pass it down. And uh, we want it to go on. I'm a first generation Christian. And you know what? I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. I'm very thankful for that. And uh, because 
it's what I've observed and what I've been able to experience in my life and many of the uh, the things where you kind of paved the way. And so for that, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. Well, I'm, 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 I'm grateful to share with you and, uh, and I'm glad we get to co-labor together. There's uh, certainly challenges in that, but uh, the blessings outweigh the challenges for sure. And I look forward to, uh, uh, to more laboring together and, and seeing you continue to grow as a godly father. Uh, one thing I would say to our fathers out there who may be a little discouraged is that uh, your kids and, and, and people watching are not looking for perfection. They're looking for sincerity. Yeah. And uh, just keep at it. Remember, uh, His mercies are new every day, and we can start every day. Um, partnership uh, with other men and uh, challenge each other to be godly fathers and uh, get involved in, in that process. And, and God will uh, use your faithfulness to Him to be faithful to your kids. Yeah, that's a good last word. Well, thanks for joining me. I love you, man. I appreciate uh, your wisdom and being able you being able to share from some of your experience of honoring your father uh, in the later stages of life. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Son. All right. Well, uh, I want to thank you for listening to the Pleasing God podcast. If you have any questions, I would love to hear from you. You can reach out at questions at pleasinggodpodcast.org. Remember, 1 Thessalonians 4.3, this is the will of God, your sanctification.